Uh, let's read out aloud a text to my goddaughter and then have a chat about that. I'm doing a podcast on what some Hungarian physicists are up to at present, by the way. I texted her this because she's a damned hun. She's she's to the right of Attila. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Anyway, uh, so moving on. Uh, they've noticed that when you highly excite helium... Start again. They've noticed that when you highly excite helium atoms and then let them decay into... Well, I presume hydrogen atoms. What else are they going to decay into? Um... The radiation that emits emits in a direction of 115 degrees to whatever plane physicists measure these things from. And that's odd and can't be explained by any known forces. They think they might have discovered a new fifth force in the universe to date. We have discovered only four. That's what I texted. Uh, In this episode, we'll get onto that somehow eventually. Just for once, I feel like having a break from my own voice. This is rare. Uh, But I feel like having a little bit of music from the shadows of the Berlin Wall. In the, ni- in the bleak 1970s. So let's have some of that and then ease our souls back into the episode.
in the context of the album Heroes. Heroes, the song, that is, uh, sounds better if it's listened to within the context of the whole album because uh, the album establishes the atmosphere. Uh, that's true of a lot of songs. It's also untrue of a lot of songs, you know, but I think it's true of that one. Okay, let's get back to the episode. And that, that music had nothing to do with this episode. I just felt like it. We have evil thoughts, even when we don't say them. Yeah? If it's wrong to say them, surely it's wrong to think them. Yeah? Someone needs to get into my head George Orwell style, you know? Socialist style. I need to be reprogrammed with right think. That's what I need. I need a good dose of that. So that even when I am making a physics episode, all the examples that jump into my head, not the ones I say, but the ones that jump in my head as nice things to, you know, nice examples, um, all those examples will be nice examples. You know, what's this business of having evil thoughts and then saying nice things and walking around like you're a saint? You know? This is no good. Yeah. It's not okay. <laughs> right, what am I talking about? Um, so physics. Yes. So then I thought of an example with Dr. Stitson. I wonder if I could do a force diagram on um, that crocodile putting Dr. Stitson, uh, sorry, Von Stitson, into a, a barrel roll. Yeah. I reckon that's too complicated. You know, imagine all the forces being exerted on Von Stitson. He deserved it, you know. He was making a V3 rocket. Yeah. He was making a V3. Uh, have you ever heard that song, V2 Schneider? I love that song. Hang on, I'm going to press pause and put V2 Schneider on to get me in the mood for this physics episode.
that was recorded. Oh, stop the uh, recording, Damien. Hang on, that was recorded in the shadow of the Berlin Wall uh, during the Cold War. Yeah, before the wall came, before the wall came down. Actually, a fair bit before the wall came down. Okay. Um, now, let's. All right, I'm in the mood now. It ended up mostly about music, this episode. It's only the second episode out of a hundred and something in which I've put a lot of music. Or, you know, um, I was just in the mood again. Um, but this episode, uh, how it started off anyway, was about uh, these Hungarian scientists who have, they say, found a fifth force in the universe. Um, A fifth type of force. Uh, And uh, that's interesting to me because I hadn't... I hadn't really remembered that there were even four forces that we knew... I did in the back of my mind, and I think we all know that there are different types of forces in the world, but I completely forgot that there were four, specifically four, types of force in the universe. If I had a sort of thought about it, I might have kind of worked it out. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, I might have said to myself. But there are four, and I think you know what they are too, and so and so does everyone. But you just have to think about it for a bit, and I just haven't turned my mind in that direction for a long time. Okay. These Hungarians, they think they've found a fifth force. But the four that we know, um, and it's pretty late at night, so I won't get into it. Um, uh, Gravity is a type of force, all on its own. Gravity. Okay, that's one. I've been using that one a lot. You know, cricket ball in the air, suspended in the air. You know, took a photo of a cricket ball. And... um, started drawing force vectors all over it, you know, a force diagram on that cricket ball, and I said, oh, well, there's one force acting downwards, that's gravity. So I did know about it. Okay, so this gravity is one type of force. Another type of force is what's called a strong force. And that sounds uh, pretty general, but that's what they call it, a strong force. And... um, yeah, I, I really have to revise, but it's it's really the force, for example, um, that a cricket bat exerts on a cricket ball when the cricket bat hits the cricket ball. Yeah. And I, as far as I I know, it's you know when a cricket bat hits a cricket ball, a ball, it um, a whole wall, a huge wall. If you were tiny, as tiny as an atom. The cricket, you know, sitting on the side of a cricket ball and a cricket bat was coming towards you, it would look like this massive wall of molecules, you know. Great big huge wall of molecules coming towards you and um, all those molecules tightly bound to each other, holding tight. It would look very scary and that... and. You are just one molecule on the cricket ball in a whole wall of molecules. 
So there are two huge walls of molecules coming together like, you know, it's almost like a, um, an aeroplane crashing into a building but bouncing off, you know. Um, you know, a big steel building and then a big steel um, aeroplane <laughs> um, hitting it and bouncing off, you know. It's like two huge walls of molecules whacking into each other and that's a, you know all that is strong force it's different than gravity you know gravity is um for example um let's let's have two golf balls in space i like that one there are two golf balls in space now and they're just sitting there let's just imagine that they're suspended in space you know no gravity, oh, I won't say gravity, but anyway, they're just out in space, you know. And um, now, they both have mass. Now, there's something about the mass in those two golf balls that makes them attracted to each other. Well, that attraction is gravity. We call it gravity or gravitational force. Yeah. And um, And I read about it, but the way to think about it is that both the each of those golf balls is warping time space. I'm sure I talked about this stuff another time, but I can't remember when or and if. Okay, if if I kept it, um, but the way gravity works is, um, to warp time space. That's a mixture of kind of time and space, the time and space, in the universe in which they're living, the two golf balls, right? And, um, and that warping of time-space almost has, a, a, uh, um, has the effect of the two golf balls being attract, attracted to each other. Uh, the first golf ball can feel the warping of the time-space created uh, by the second cricket ball and the second cricket ball can feel the time-space disruption or ripple or whatever um, caused by the first golf ball. They can feel each other through space, you know, space and time or space-time, time-space. Did I say time-space before? It's very late, space-time, whatever. Time-space would be just as good. Space-time, time-space. I don't know why they call it space-time. They could have called it time space, Stephen Hawking. All right. Now, um, so that's two golf balls in space, gravitational. Now, if they both happen to, that's if they're not moving relative to each other, you know. The gravity, the gravitational attraction of each will pull each of them towards the other and eventually they'll meet, you know, slowly. Okay, but if they were both moving and they actually whacked into each other, well, that that's a different type of force. It's not... That's not gravity. And they bounce off each other there, you know. Gravity will pull them together and uh, they'll end up just touching each other and staying touching forever and ever. And that's because gravitational force is attractive, an attractive force. Um, But the strong force, if the two things are moving towards each other, um, will... Uh, cause them 
to, you know, it's a repellent force. You know, they'll, the two golf balls will bounce off each other. So if you throw one golf ball, direct hit and hit the other golf ball, though, it'll, it'll be a huge collision. They'll bounce off each other. That's called a strong force. That's to do with the way the atoms sort of bounce off each other. The golf ball atoms in one golf ball uh, run into a wall of golf ball atoms in the other golf ball and uh, and they re- they uh, repel each other, you know, uh, push each other away. But the gravitational will tend to bring, wants to bring the two golf balls together. But the strong force is so much stronger, you know, that if you throw the two golf balls together and they bounce off each other, they'll they'll disappear from each other and, you know, take off in different directions and the gravitational pull won't be strong enough to bring them back together in any time soon, that's for sure. Okay, so there's two types of forces we've discussed so far with those two golf balls. There's a gravitational attraction such that if they were both stationary, the the gravitational attraction would slowly pull them together but there's a strong force between them if they should bang together heavily and, and that strong force will make them bounce away from each other. Okay, so that's two forces, strong force and gravitational force. You know. And all the force diagrams I've been using so far have been a combination of gravity and strong forces. So when I was doing a, gra- a force diagram on someone pushing a rock, uh, you know, a concrete block off the road, off a road, there was gravity acting downwards. It's one type of force, very distinct type of force. And then there was friction. There was uh, the force of my hand pushing the, the thing, you know, and that was a strong force. And then there was the force of friction from the road pointing backwards, and that was a strong force as well, you know. And there was the force of the road acting against gravity in the opposite direction up, you know, holding, um, and that's a strong force too. They're all strong forces, except the one that acts down, that's gravity, and that's uh, that's the much weaker force. It should be a weaker force, uh, but the Earth is so huge that it ends up a pretty strong force after all because the, the Earth is just huge. So... Um, you know, the two golf balls don't exert a very powerful gravitational force on each other because they're both small. But the Earth, you know, if one of those golf balls is the Earth, suddenly you say, oh, hang on, I'm noticing that gravitational force now because one of the golf balls just turned into the Earth. And one's a golf ball, the the, the tiny little golf ball suddenly falls, you know, towards the huge golf ball that is the Earth, you know, suddenly uh, the golf balls are not just sitting in space like that and, you know, waiting six months to come together. Suddenly, bang, the golf ball falls towards the big golf ball, which is the Earth. Okay, so gravity and strong force. That's two. Now, there are two others. Another one is electromagnetic force. Completely different. And... To imagine that one, it's not strong force in the sense that it's not, you know, like two golf balls banging into each other. It's to do with electrons 
um, flying along in a steel wire, for example, you know, a metal wire, for example, a copper wire. It's to do with free electrons flowing through a copper wire, for example. That's where electric, electromagnetic force comes from. And um, very different, you know. And, and um, it acts at a distance like gravity does, you know. The um, force of gravity caused by the Earth is reaching... Um, you know, imagine there's a golf ball that you just dropped out of an aeroplane. The gravitational force of the Earth is warping space-time and reaching out to that golf ball and saying, come to me. And then the golf ball goes, wow, that's a strong force, the force of gravity of that great big Earth. And it falls through uh, that warping of space-time that is, you know, that the Earth created, you know. And put it another way, the golf ball falls towards the Earth. And uh, that's gravitational force, you know. I've lost track because it's really late now. I should be going to sleep. I don't know what I was talking about just then, but you know roughly what I'm talking about. Okay, so, um, oh yes, I do know what I was talking about. So you've got, um, gravity is one force, and that acts at a distance. That's what I was saying, yes. Gravity acts at a distance, you know. Two golf balls in space, you know, they can feel each other from a distance, even though they're not touching. Um, a golf ball dropped out of an aeroplane, it can feel the pull of the Earth, even though they're not touching. You know, they're quite a long way. They're 18,000 separated by, you know, 18,000 feet or something, you know. Okay, they can feel it. Now, when something, when the Earth, you know, when everything around the Earth, even the moon, even things a long way from the Earth, when everything around the Earth can feel... Um, the pull of the Earth, the gravitational pull of the Earth, and just quietly, by the way, the Earth can feel the gravitational pull of the Moon too and can even feel, you know, the gravitational pull of a golf ball dropped out of an aeroplane. Um, the Earth can feel that. So, yes, the golf ball is attracted towards the Earth or falls down towards Earth. You know, yes, a golf ball feels the gravitational force of the Earth. Um, but the Earth feels the gravitational pull of the golf ball. The Earth is pulling it, is being pulled towards the golf ball by the golf ball too. Um, and the golf ball is being pulled towards Earth, you know, by gravity, both ways. Just the one's a lot bigger. So just to us, it feels like just straight falling, you know. Okay, so... Now, anyway, what I was getting at is we've got a fancy word for that. When the Earth is exerting a pull everywhere around it on any matter that might be around it. And another way of saying that, you know, that the Earth reaches out into space all around it, you know, for, forever really. Even, it's even exerting a pull on the Sun and Jupiter and distant stars. You know, distant galaxies, galaxies far, far away. The Earth is pulling on all that. Is pulling, 
you know, all matter towards it, one way or another. The only reason the moon doesn't fall to Earth is that it's got its own momentum, it's, it's uh, moving. Um, so the Earth is trying to pull the moon towards itself, but the, uh, the moon is travelling just at that right speed, such that it just keeps orbiting the Earth, but never quite falls into Earth, because it's going just fast enough not to fall to Earth, and not to escape from Earth either. It's in that Goldilocks zone, the moon. Anyway, um, so the fancy word we have for that, you know, is that the Earth has essentially established a zone around it, such that if anything finds itself in that zone, it will be attracted towards the Earth. And, of course, the golf ball has established a zone around it, but the golf ball's so small we don't really notice it. It's tiny, you know. Anyway, so the Earth establishes a zone around it, and we call that a gravitational field. And um, the gravitational field strength of the Earth is the strength with which the Earth can pull things towards it, you know, which is a lot, I think it's six times as much as uh, the moon can pull things towards itself. You know, so the moon establishes a gravitational field around itself, which is about a, a sixth, I think. Is that right? A sixth the um, pull of the pull of the Earth. So the gravitational field strength um, around the Earth, now it happens to be 9.81 metres per second squared, and it's called metres per second squared because that's the acceleration. So if an apple falls out of a tree... It falls at nine point eight one meters per second squared. You know, so that that's just an indication of the how strongly gravity can pull uh, something. You know, the gravitational field strength. Okay, now, um, so we've spoken about gravity is one type of force, and we've spoken about the strong force, which is another type of force. You know, when molecules bang into each other. Yeah, like a cricket bat banging into a cricket ball, strong forces. Now, we've got another force, and also the forces are there's there's all sorts of strong forces with between the molecules and all that sort of stuff. But I'll get to that another day. Um, even inside the cricket bat, there's strong forces in there too. But I haven't quite thought that through yet, and it's really late. Now, um, and then there's this electromagnetic force, which is caused by f electrons that have escaped from the atoms that they used to live in. You know how electrons are inside atoms? You've got a proton, a neutron, and an electron. Well, sometimes the electrons in metals, for example, escapes and isn't sort of within any atom. It just, it's just flowing, you know, like, um, you know, like leaves and sticks on uh, the Niagara Falls, just flowing along on the water. Okay, so um, electrons are just flying through a copper wire, for example, you know. Um, and those electrons, as they move, they're negatively charged and they cause a current, an electric current. You know, this is nothing to do with gravity and nothing to do with strong force. This is another whole different type of force going to be set up here. Anyway, what the electrons do is, as they move along, they cause a current, you know, because there's negative charge moving along a wire, 
And the way we like to think of that is positive charge moving in the opposite direction. It's the same thing said a different way, you know. But as a, an electric charge, electric current travels along a wire, you know, so if the electrons are moving to the left, uh, we as humans like to think that the, the current is moving to the right, you know, because if something to the negative is moving to the left, then something to the positive is moved to the right. It's the same way of saying, the, a different way of saying the same thing. Okay, now when a current moves along a wire, we've noticed that it can exert a force on things around the wire. Now, um, I won't talk about what direction that force exerts upon things around the wire, but, you know, you've seen it before perhaps. You've got a, you've got a, a copper wire running along a, a wooden table and you run, a, you run a charge through it, a current through it, and you've got a paper clip near the wire. And as you run a current, you know, as you push a whole lot of electrons through that wire, the paper clip moves. Now, I'm not going to say in what direction or anything like that, but um, the paperclip does move, so the current in the wire is moving the paperclip. Now, the force that moved that paperclip is called an electromagnetic force, and that means there's electricity running through the wire. And now, you know how gravity um, is able to act on things at a distance, you know, like a golf ball being dropped out of an aeroplane? Um, and as such, we say that, you know, the gravity of the Earth has a gravitational field around it because anything that finds itself near the Earth will be pulled towards the Earth. So um, the gravity has a field around it. Oh, sorry, the Earth has a field around it, a gravitational field. Well, um, a current running along a wire also acts on things at a distance, you know, like a paperclip and moves it. Um, so we use the same language. An electric field or a magnetic field, electromagnetic field, is set up, sets itself up around a wire while the current is moving. Okay? So that's another type of force. So don't worry about all the formulas and everything, but just let's know that if there's a current in a wire, um, it can exert a force on things around that wire. Okay, so that's three. Uh, gravitational force, electromagnetic force, and strong force. There's one more that we know of, and that is um, the force that causes atoms to break up and decay. We call that radiation. And, and when atoms break, you know, break up and decay, um, they give off what we call radiation. But the point is, radiation is caused by um, uh, atoms splitting, breaking up. So uranium atoms, for example, splitting into two, you know, into smaller atoms. Now that's not a strong force, you know, because strong force is about molecules banging into each other. This is right down in the nucle in, in 
in the nucleus of an atom is a very different thing, way, way down, down in the nucleus of an atom. I'm not talking about atoms banging into each other like a strong force. You know, I'm not talking about gravity either. You know, two golf, two, where you've got two bits of batter and there's this sort of almost magical sort of attraction they feel for each other. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about elect- I'm not talking about electromagnetic force either, which is about electrons escaping the atom. No. This is a fourth force of going deep into the atom, right down to the proton and the neutron. And, you know, you get these atoms with lots and lots of protons and ne- lots and lots of neutrons in in them. You know, a big fat mu- nucleus inside the atom. And um suddenly um suddenly that that nucleus breaks into two nuclei yeah, and gives off radiation as a result. That's all about E equals MC squared. We'll get that to, to that another day. But the point is this force way down deep in the atom is a fourth type of force. It's not a strong force. You know, molecules and atoms banging against each other, cricket balls banging against cricket bats and all that sort of stuff. It's not a strong force. It's not gravity. You know, this is where you've got two hunks of matter, like two golf balls, and they feel attracted to each other due to some sort of magical force we call gravity. It's not that one. And it's not this other force that we know about with electrons flying along a wire and setting up you know, a current. You know, this is free electrons. I'm not talking about electrons at all. I'm going deep into the nucleus of an atom, the proton and the neutron. There's a force down there. As well, that's the fourth force, and that's called the weak nuclear force, and it's the force that causes uh, nuclei in an atom to decay, break up, break into bits, you know, fall apart, whatever you want to call it. You know, and when they fall apart, they give off radiation, and uranium is a favor, and plutonium. These are sort of unstable nuclei that are very prone to falling apart. And when they fall apart, um, we call that falling apart a um, the force that is causing that to fall apart is a weak nuclear force. Nuclear, see? Nu- nucleus? Nuclear. All right. So that's that. They're the four forces that are known. Now, these Hungarian scientists... They reckon they've discovered a fifth force that isn't explained by any of the other four. It can't be explained by gravity, can't be explained by strong forces, uh, because the one they've discovered is also down in the nucleus. So it's not about atoms banging into each other. Um, and it can't be explained by electromagnetic forces, uh, because that's to do with free electrons. And no, we're talking this fifth force, and it's not the weak nuclear force, it seems very similar to the weak nuclear force because it is happening down in the nucleus. But what's happened? what happened is with this weak nuclear force, um, for a long, long time, I think, for the last 100 years, it's very predictable the way that the radiation comes out of the nucleus when it breaks up. You know, so pro, uh, uranium or plutonium or whatever, um, and even, you know, yeah, when these when these nuclei decay or break up, uh, radiation you get a burst of radiation, and everyone 
for a long time has seen that it's very predictable the way that radiation emits, you know, and um, and and that's how we know about the nucle- you know, the weak nuclear force. Um, um, it's all very predictable, you know. But um, these Hungarian scientists, as I said way back at the start of the episode, they noticed that helium, they, they, they got a very special case where they excited some helium atoms and then let them, let them fall apart you know, via what they thought was going to be the weak nuclear force. You know, and then they thought the, that radiation would come out the way radiation always comes out of the nucleus when um, weak nuclear forces pull apart the nucleus, you know. There's just this way they give off radiation that everyone kind of expects. They're quite used to it. So, you know, they heat, they, well, say they heated up these um, helium atoms, got them excited, and um, and when you get them excited, you know, uh, they're more likely to fall apart, as I understand it. But anyway, what happened was, um, is that the radiation came out. You know, when the helium atoms decayed, you know, they expected the radiation to come out just like normal, but it came out in an odd and very strange way, and um, they got a big surprise. Now, the fact that the radiation was emitted from the decay of these helium atoms in a very strange way in this very particular situation, you know, they excited them a certain way, whatever, um, made them say, hey, that's odd, that's not explained by the weak nuclear force we know, there must be another force happening here and it's not explained by any of the other forces, not even the weak nuclear force. Something odd has happened, something different has happened. And when scientists see something different happening, they say to themselves, this is a new thing we haven't seen before. And because of, because force is involved, you know, um, some sort of force um, caused the helium atoms to decay and the radiation to emit. Um, whatever it was that got that radiation emitting in a very strange way, on a strange angle, it was actually turned out to be on a strange angle. The radiation emitted in an unexpected way on a, on a strange angle. 155 degrees um, was the angle that it came out at. But, you know, compared to what? I don't know, you know, but 155 degrees, whatever that means. Anyway, so the scientists have said, listen, um, whatever force emitted that radiation isn't explained by what we're used to. And uh, that being what we have always called the weak nuclear force, this is a special nuclear force that we don't understand yet. And we're going to sort of claim that that is a fifth fundamental force in nature. I think they're still working on trying to measure that or find out what the hell it is. But so officially we've still got four um, fundamental forces in nature. The strong force, the weak nuclear force, gravity and electromagnetic force. We've got four locked in and there might be a fifth coming up, you know, which they may call, you know, the... Attila the Hun, 
nuclear force, you know, because they're Hungarians, you know. But no, it might, it might be called the special nuclear force, you know. They'll give it a name. They'll think of something. And that might be a fifth one. Stay tuned. <laughs>